How do you see clients uh, for Farcaster evolving plus monetization plans in the future? We have the initial client. I think we've been building it for two years. It's hit a certain level of polish, usability. It's, we have a mobile client, desktop client. So we're, we've done a lot of work to kind of make it easy to onboard the Farcaster's protocol. Everyone who onboards to, so the company is named Merkle Manufacturing Farcaster's the protocol. Anyone who onboards to a Merkle Manufacturing client has this really nice, easy experience, gets in, now they're active on Farcaster, which now also means that they're an addressable user for anyone who wants to build within the Farcaster ecosystem, because now as a developer building a new client or experience, I don't have to worry about going and convince someone to sign up for Farcaster. I already mm-hmm. think they're there. I can actually just kind of focus on, okay, here are the active users. Let me let me try to market my product or go to market in terms of that. And by the way, you can post in the feed and, and people will respond and you know that they're native Farcaster users, right? So there's there's some built-in distribution there, which as we add more users to the the protocol, then the, the distribution gets better. The natural place for clients to start, which, which has already happened, is simple view clients that are, are kind of just doing read-only operations. Right? So most of the apps that have been built in the Farcaster ecosystem today have been kind of read-only where they index all the data or rely on a third-party indexer and then are able to show kind of a, a, a specialized view. So an example of this is Instacaster shows all of the posts on Farcaster that have an image. Pretty straightforward, pretty interesting UI, relatively easy to boot up. But right now, it doesn't have the ability to also use that client to then post back an image into to Farcaster. We've been doing a lot of upgrades to the underlying protocol over the last few months. We're going to hopefully get there and offer a much easier way for a developer to actually now go from just read access to both read write. Mm-hmm. And that write access is where I st- think you're going to start to see people do two things. So the first is actually just, okay, I'm going to be a specialized client that does something really well. I don't know, maybe surfaces all the questions on Farcaster, all the recommendations, and it shows it in a slightly different way. And anytime you take an action there, maybe you like something, it, it kind of propagates back into the protocol, and then it would reflect in that, that kind of like feed experience for other users. Those are probably the easiest place to start because they, they're smaller projects. Maybe you can do them over a weekend or a week and, and you start from there. I think that the longer term, you'll have uh, people building completely new social experiences and using Farcaster to bootstrap the social graph and all of those interactions, the likes, the replies, because it can kind of get it out of the box for free. But those are apps that probably need a larger number of people in the, excuse me, let me uh, have a drink of water. No, you're good. Take a drink. I can edit this out too. Yeah, you're good. It's like, I'm impressed. You're doing this without drinking a sip of water. I was like, damn. All right, Dan, (laughs) I'm going to write this down. You're good. You're good. You can, yeah. Back to what I was saying. The, uh, The more substantial apps probably start to exist when you have, 10x or even 100x the number of users. Right? So mm-hmm. today we have about 3,000 people using Farcaster. It's a private beta, invite only, been really deliberate about growth. So maybe 10x or 100x from here, 30,000 to uh, 300,000, that's where you start to get developers who go, okay, maybe, maybe it's actually worth me testing out this kind of weird social idea I have uh, on, on this network. 
because the, the, that gets to them at least enough potential users that if you know you get ten percent of them, now you at least have an early user base that you can get. Mm-hmm. And as the the overall protocol grows, I think that the the sophistication of the apps will get more and more sophisticated. And I think the natural way to monetize for these different apps are is as the network gets more scale. I think you're going to see naturally apps do free with ads or something. Mm-hmm. But I do think in the early days, and, and part of this might be uh, a norm set by our client, we plan to use subscriptions as the primary way to do monetization. Mm. We actually think it aligns the values that we are hoping to have in terms of what the network should be uh, as this kind of a little bit more sophisticated pro-feeling network versus lowest common denominator scale of, of maybe some of the Web2 social networks. And the other nice thing is that it aligns how we build the product with what our users want versus how to get them to spend more time so they see more ads, right? So Interesting. every subscriber we have, essentially, you can think of it as like Amazon Prime, where what, what Amazon is constantly trying to do is they're trying to find other things that they can add to the Prime bundle that make Prime subscriptions that much more valuable to their subscribers. Right. Right? It, right, it's this kind of drive more value. Same thing for Netflix, right? Netflix is looking, how can we add better and more interesting content for the same price that we're charging for people? But that that is a fundamentally different model than something like Facebook and Twitter. They have to keep right. happy enough, but there's always that kind of tension where they can dial up the amount of ads in the feed or just do whatever they want because they're ultimately focused on time spent. Right. A good example of this recently is Instagram because of TikTok is, is pushing right. reels. The revealed preference, by the way, is people love algo feeds despite what people complain. But but the push is a result of you were trying to actually compete in a zero-sum world of time spent between TikTok and, and Instagram. And so doing the, the, the kind of change is you're, you're focused on what, what gets our users to spend more time versus does is this actually what people want? And it's, it's a hard thing because, again, the revealed preference is people actually do like algo feeds. But I would say it's, it's a slightly different model for us in that you can imagine that the average person is spending 10 minutes a day on Farcaster. We may actually launch a feature that maybe it's algorithmic, machine learning, or, or just filters that allow people to be more efficient in finding whatever they're looking for in Farcaster when they look at the feed, that it reduces the time spent from 10 minutes to nine minutes and 30 seconds. In an advertising-based business, probably not a good thing, right? Because the amount of time you spend is probably how many correlates with how many ads you see. Whereas in a subscriber-based business, you could argue that that is actually providing more value to the customer because now what they got is they got 30 seconds back as a result of it being higher signal or, or more efficient, for them, right? So thinking of it as like a tool versus this kind of... Uh, almost like competitors to television of like, we just want you to spend time here and then look at a bunch of ads. I think is a, is a, something that we're going to try to experiment with. But if it works, I do think it sets an ethos in the ecosystem, at least for the early adopters and I think more pro users, the people who are using the network as this kind of mm-hmm. public intellectual social network, that I bet you if you could actually go back in time, if Twitter could choose a different monetization path, they probably would have done this. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to kind of always be this Facebook that never has the same scale or the ability mm-hmm. to do targeting. And I actually think their business would be in a fine place today compared to basically it's a it's a public company that has never made a single like the total cumulative amount of profit is negative is a public. 
And part of that is also that I think they're overstaffed. There's like 8,000 people that work there mm-hmm. um, and you can't solve the, the spam bot problem. But part of that also might be a set of incentives is that you don't want top line numbers in an advertising based business to go down. Maybe a little cynical on that, but, but my point being is I think clients in a new ecosystem in 2022 may find success with, with subscriptions, uh, thinking of themselves more as tools accessing this kind of public social network sure. data set versus sure. we need to kind of be this lock-in and everything needs to be in the mothership. Right, right. So right. That, that, that's okay. 